I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, guys, do you know that we do the best ice cream in the world here? Everyone, Actually, everyone says that. Everyone be- no, 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 no. This is the best, the best vanilla ice cream, ice cream in the world. Giacomo, <laughs> can please? I mean, you know a thing or two about sweets. I love it. Yeah. Right. Giacomo, is this the this. best ice cream in the world? Of course, 100%. Because, Giacomo, yeah. on the way in, you said, if Fred tells you it's the best ice cream, you were like, it's not true. It's not the best You're ice cream. You're such a wind-up. <laughs> Giacomo said that. Try it. Okay, I'm going to try it. What? And if you it can't say something amazing. nice, just put something nice in your mouth. Do you remember the sad word? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's, some, that's the motto <laughs> I live by. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God, it really is good. Yeah, it's really we are the world champion, aren't we? Oh my so what, lord! So, so, from what I understand, you, from what I understand, it ice cream is basically like custard and yeah, milk. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because <laughs> when I so I worked, my first job was working in a pub in a re, in a restaurant in a um, the kitchen, basically preparing food and like mm-hmm. washing dishes and stuff. And I and the the chef God, showed me good. this amazing um, thing, which I rarely ever do, but. But mixing ice cream with custard is like the most delicious combination. It just goes so well together. Ice cream and custard? Yeah, ice cream and custard. Well, I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to constantly give me these, um, these thing called milk floats, which was um, a diet co- Coca-Cola with ice cream. A Coke floats, yeah. God, I hated them. And he would always he'd go, oh, on, on the Sunday he'd bring it, we've got a surprise for you. And every time he'd bring me this... Coke float. And maybe he really liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, I just never wanted it. But oh, as a kid, I never had that Coke float. You never had it. No. But as a child, do you do you 
do you have something that is, makes you really nostalgic, that makes you really remember your, your childhood, food or something like Look, that? Look, my, my parents cook so much that uh, I could just sit here with a big book and tell you all the recipes, like lapin, la moutarde, for example, rabbit, rabbit with a mustard mm. sauce, the bœuf bourguignon. My dad make the best French fries in the world. Whatever the season, whatever the potatoes, the French fries are amazing. Um, there's a beautiful apple tart, il flottante, all the French classic that you know and that you mm. know in, in, in the books, you know, from the, 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 the French recipes they've cooked them I mean they use we used to um, I mean obviously we have lunch and dinner but every lunch and every dinner it was a three course meal so mm. you'd have your starter you'd have what your main that? you'd have your cheese wow. or uh, a yogurt or both and then you would have a dessert mm. and the same for dinner again Wait, how do you stay so slim because I mean I mean I think it's genetics but at the end of the day I don't snack Mm. So, I mean, I have a bit of ice cream now, but I don't have any yeah. any, any sweets or any chocolates in the afternoon. Yeah. I just have my meal at, uh, at at lunch and my meal for dinner, and that's it. And you think that's key to just keeping good shape? Yes, and also I think that you've got to use more energy than you put in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you that's kind of the the basic. It's very thing. simple it's like, okay, stuff, isn't it? You have to expend more energy to than you than you take in. You know, oh, you want to you want to basically be. That is banging ice cream. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very delicious. nice. Actually, very do nice. you know what? This would actually be quite good with a Coke float. This ice cream. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It, it would not be good with a Coke. I just think they're the worst things. I, I quite liked them when I was running. I haven't had one for literally like 20 years. But, so, but Fred, this is a big question. I'm sure you get asked this a lot. But, you know, what, if you had to pick your perfect meal and you have to pick a starter main dessert, what would you pick and where would you have it? What location? If you're well, on death row. If you're on, you're, you're on death row, you've... you've So you can't choose the location. Yeah, you've murdered you're, loads you're of people. Row. You've got... You've suddenly... <laughs> you you're on death row and you have to pick your last <laughs> meal. But you're allowed, to, you're allowed to go to the destination wherever it is and you have your meal. What would it be? I think I will have, without the shed of a doubt, 24 oysters... I'll have some beautiful oysters from Marcachon. They're delicious. 24? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm going to die. I'm going to go for it. it yeah. <laughs> then I would have a beautiful uh, Côte de Boeuf, rib of beef, mm. cooked on the barbecue, my dad's French fries, a beautiful garden salad, just picked like this from the garden with a, with a nice French dressing with Dijon mustard, a very classic dressing. Um, and then I will have a little bit of uh, vanilla ice cream. Mm. Yeah, voilà. this, this ice cream, I would... Yeah. I'll be ready... To, I'd be ready to go then. But also, Fred, where would you have it? Where in the world would you then go and you'd have this food? Would you have if you, let's say you got off all the charges. You suddenly, yeah, you, got, yeah. you suddenly escaped from prison to yeah. have this last meal. Where would you go in the world to do your, it? Your case was overturned. You, the DNA evidence found you not guilty. And you realise, okay, well. I would probably be in Negril. Yeah? Yeah, in Jamaica, on the beach. Ah. Again, I thought you said in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would you want to be here? You don't understand me? He's speaking English. <laughs> I know. Is it because I is French? No. <laughs> so you would go you would go to Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> is it beautiful there? Is it amazing? Mm. I was there at Christmas. Um, the most beautiful holiday. Mm. Beautiful. You know, you know when you when you when when you listen to Bob Marley and you say weather is sweet, yeah. uh, sun is shining, weather is sweet, makes me want to um, move, move my, my dance feet. feet. It's exactly like that. Really? It's so sweet. Have you been there? I've never been. It's so been. sweet. We should go. We should go record some podcasts out in Jamaica. Yeah, it's an incredible. Go and try and find Bob Marley because I reckon he's still alive. 
And we're going to record a podcast. And you know, when I go there, you know, because I, I like to speak the lingo of uh, where I go, you know, so I speak Patois. I mean, I don't, Do I'm, you? I'm not fluent in Patois, obviously. Well, explain to me, what is Patois? It's, it's kind of like... Well, it's a broken English. Yeah. So uh, I was at the um, at the, um, at the airport and I, the, the, the lady there, the custom, I, I go like, I say, Wagwan. She goes, eh, Midea, what you depon? So I understand Midea, but I didn't know about what you depon. So it's like, what you're doing, do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh God, what's going on? That is... Anyway, but the point is, the connection is made here yeah. and there. Really? And they think I'm a local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Do you understand? It's, it's true. So I, I, I lived in, in West Africa for a long time and, and I... I do you play up. the drum? Do I, well, do I play the drum? Yeah, West Africans are very famous <laughs> for the drums. I, I don't play the drum. I mean, I play a bit of, you know, I can bang a drummer or two. <laughs> yeah, anyone can bang a drum. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 you know, living there, I was, you know, out, out in the bush and, you know, just be speaking a bit, you know, it really makes people just appreciate you that you went to the trouble of learning, you know, just, bit, you know, basic you know yeah, just, I, just to, to, to but to patois, converse, agree with patois is a language yeah it's a language you can't yeah. just improvise it if you don't understand it no, you, yeah, yeah. people you would understand it it's like speaking another language like mm. chinese or yeah, yeah, yeah. or french to you but Fred, how many languages then do you speak so you speak french english i reckon you got italian in you. yeah a little bit german nine Na- <coughs> ich wann ich uh, sprich deutsch und ich habe vergessen uh, the word ich invent the word oh yeah huh? yeah and uh, yeah. Just, it, it works it's, I, I, so just, I, I forgot the word. And yeah, then it it's sounds, been very famous for yeah. inventing the German word. And then you just say a yeah, word that yeah. it does work. And you speak uh, like that in a German yeah. accent, yeah? Wow, it sounds like you're speaking German. <laughs> yeah. It's like how it's like I spoke with a girl called Carrie Ann Lloyd, who's a very funny comedian, and she says she speaks she speaks in French, right? But this is how she speaks French. So she would say, Oh, tu belles vous, hey, very French, but not even French words. You just go, hey, but you always go. Like Keith Lemon. That's what that's how he speaks French. That's literally how he speaks French, isn't it? Do you remember what it's like being in your twenties? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And also, the most amazing thing about you is that uh, you've had this amazing life where you've, you came to the UK 27 years ago, as you said. You worked in 
in in restaurants and service and to to the, the highest degree. But then what came along, and I suppose what the whole of the UK then knew you for, and perhaps part of the world, is a TV show called First Dates, which is a dating show. And probably one of the, the nicest... Da- Most dating shows are about breaking up and horrible things and not about love and all those kind of stuff. Not but, dating. Well, it's just, it's just about just breaking up and just arguments. Where First Dates was, was about love and about that experience and about being the the fly on the wall watching a first date happen how did you get approached for that at the very beginning i just got a, a random call from somebody i worked with before and who said look we're doing this show do you want to be involved so we came up we had a chat and um invited me to meet the rest of the team and and that was that really mm. But and what I wanted to meet the team because, you know, I mean, as you know, when you do TV, you, I mean, it's like everything that you do in life. You know, you want to work with good people and sure. people who know what they're doing and who are good at what they do. And so I wanted to make sure that the team was the right team. And, and I went to meet the team. And, you know, I do a lot of conferencing around the world on the, on the topic of service. So I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of organizations. And um, there's always one or two conferences that you do. You speak to people and you realize there is an undercurrent within the company, within the culture. At the first date, whether it's first date hotel or first date restaurant, when we film, we have a team of between 70 to 120 people. There has never been a person I met who's talking badly or has anything to say that's remotely negative about the show, about our daters, mm. about anybody in the team. And I think that's very important because it means that the culture is right. Yeah. And so if you've got a culture like that, because people, everybody loves first date. But you see, I can see it from my screen when I'm watching TV, but I also I can watch, I, I can, I, I know first date from, 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 yeah. from, from, from the back yeah. and, and I can see the people I'm working with I can see all the efforts and people are genuinely genuinely want these two people to come together and meet and, and, and really have a good time together and that's the spirit and that's why people like it because it's so genuine it's so, uh, it's so true it's so beautiful and, um, and, people and that's get, what we do and people yeah. actually got, someone's got married from it haven't they people are, get married they have children uh, it's, it's beautiful yeah. you know you're part of the first day family but you know for a lot of people you know because there are some people like yourself you know we're very confident and, and you can meet people just at, at, the, at the drop of hat you can do that you can you can talk to anyone yeah, you don't have any yeah. problem with who you are and with th- that sense of confidence I, don't know if I, I have a big problem with who i am but i just cover it up very good <laughs> we all do yeah we yeah. all do we all do but, but it's um, true, yeah. um as some people come uh the first date restaurant and you know that they feel is the last chance for them this is how they feel you know and, and they feel petrified and they are not uh, at ease with themselves they're not at ease with uh, 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 um, relating to other people or to make a connection <clears throat> with other people yeah. and so for them it's very important that, and we have a responsibility because when people come we've got to match them correctly but also we've got to make sure that, that, that we provide this environment and, and they feel the, the kindness and they feel that we, we are there we to wrap them around them. in cotton wool you're there to support them right and so they suddenly get that confidence to go they, okay fine I can actually do this and it's a really nice atmosphere to be in because Weirdly enough, you, you can't really run away from it once you're in there. So you're kind of stuck there doing it. And, and so, like you said, you're, you're wrapping them in this cotton wool, which makes it really kind of comfy for them to go, OK, I'm kind of comfortable with who I am at this moment in time. That's what it's about. And, and you know, I, people feel that, you know, if, if we even if they don't find somebody, they feel good about it and they could feel good about the experience and about themselves. And that's a positive because maybe then they go on to have another date in their, mm. in their own life, you know, without the TV and, and all that. And, and it works. 
jokes, you know, and that's what it's about. But you know what? I remember Jamie. Jamie came on the the, the first date restaurant. Oh, did you? And I what did. I really liked about Jamie because I didn't know him at the time is that he thought uh, this is some reality star prick had, uh, coming on. No, no, he <laughs> had his date. He had his date, and then Jamie got up and went to thank every single member of staff, whether they were on screen or off screen, to tell them how fantastic the experience was. But it was just the way you went about it that mm. was class. You know, when you t when we were talking about giving before, yeah, 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 that's what we're talking yeah. about. You know, because he had to do it. You know, he didn't have to do it, yeah. but you have to make the effort and do it. You don't just improvise it. It just was. You've stopped oh. doing that now. Yeah, I, now I don't like people. Now you like, no, don't touch but, me. No, but it's so, but it's so funny, Fred, you say that I, um, I, I just think it's so important to... It was to, the appreciation. To, yeah, the it goes a long way. And because yeah. I, I've done so many, I've done so. I remember when I used to play rugby when I was younger. Right, I used to play a lot of rugby. Rugby, rugby. I played, really? yeah, England under really? sixteen. No worries, guys. Yeah, <laughs> no proof of this. Yeah, well, there is. Just go. His word. Well, yeah, my word. Where you? Fullback. Yeah, I was amazing. <laughs> you were a scrum half. No, I was not a scrum half. I was fullback. <laughs> ran the hundred meters in ten eight. I, I also still hold the javelin record for under 14s If you want to go down the records, but anyway, I mean, but where so is this record? Who's on the internet. This record? <laughs> yeah, I am on my wall. Anyway. But I used to play rugby, Fred, right? And I so remember, he says. No, I used to play rugby, and I was pretty good at it. And but I never, ever, ever got. It was never appreciated. So every single time I played a game, I was always by my coach. Always said, "Well, you did this wrong, or you did that wrong, or you done something." Wrong. And I think the biggest um, kind of confidence builder in life is when you turn to someone and say you've done a good job, or you, mm. or you appreciate <clears throat> someone for doing something, whether that is in a classroom or whether you have food and especially you when they're the not chef. expecting it of course because yeah. you forget that you you know you forget that so many people go to restaurants right and you sit there and you enjoy your meal you enjoy your food but everyone behind the scenes are, are working they're, they're, they're performing to make your meal the best thing ever so I think it's such a classy thing to get up and just go and thank everyone for their service if mm. it's bad don't go and do it but if it is a great service go and do it because it's so appreciated by people because it's rare that that happens if it was bad service and you did it People just think you're being sarcastic, um, but but Fred, also with you, you've you've now gone and done so many different things. You've written a book. You uh, are doing different TV shows. You do an amazing thing where you work with prisoners, isn't that right? And 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 how does this work? You teach Is this them with a clink or no? It's completely different. Well, three years ago, I started this scheme uh, in ISIS, which is a young um, um, prisoners institution in Thamesmead. Uh, near Belmarsh, and uh, I met the, the governor there um, as a result of an introduction from somebody I knew, and uh, we visited the facilities, and uh, I just said to him, we could open a restaurant here. Mm. So a restaurant is simple. As long as you've got four walls, tables, and chairs, you can do it. Um, so we set up the right course, which is basically a restaurant within the prison to look oh, cool. after the, the prison staff, and it's, uh, it's set up at uh, no cost to the taxpayers using uh, existing facilities, existing equipment. So basically, we're teaching um, the skills and values of the hospitality industry. Wow. So people practice, they cook, and also they serve others. They look after our restaurant. Um, they go through qualifications. And at the end, when they come out, they've got a job upon release because yeah. the biggest factor uh, for people to not reoffending, reoffending rates now are about 50%. So it's about having a job. Yeah. Uh, it's about the place where you live and whether you stay in touch with your family. So at least we're taking care of the job part. Um, and so far, I mean... Out of the whole prison, this is the most successful scheme in terms of people getting out, getting jobs, uh, and not reoffending uh, and living a, a law-abiding life. I guess it's also the, it's the type of thing. It's fantastic that because it's the type of thing where they'll leave and they'll feel good about themselves and, and they'll feel like they've learnt a skill in hospitality. Have you ever been in a prison? 
Uh, have I, you ever visited I, a prison? I, I haven't visited a prison. I've 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 written to because it's pretty grim I mean um, uh, I've never been is it not fun no people tell you oh yeah they've got TV they got this I mean it's just I mean oh it's horrible I mean the cells are small uh, the beds are very very small I mean we are not big all of us when you're taller than us uh, but you would struggle to be in the bed Mm. it's very narrow it's it's, it's not long at all the mattresses are are they thin Mm. and they're very uncomfortable Um, the food is the food is what it is there is no pleasure whatsoever And then you are in this environment where you always have to prove yourself and you have to have that bravado mm-hmm. about yourself just to make sure that you can survive. Yeah. And um, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. And if the reason why, I mean, we all had a very nice childhood. My parents mm-hmm. loved me, you know, and, and my family loved me and the community was around us and everything. But if you didn't have that in the first place, then you're more likely to go in prison. Yeah. And the study yeah. shows that, you know, this is the case. So and, and once they've gone in prison, they're more likely to go back into prison yeah. as well because of, the you know, the, the, they become sort of... I just did a TV show for Channel 4, um, which is coming out actually on Monday, so Monday the the 11th of February. and it's, I was a police officer for two weeks in Peterborough. So this Monday? This Monday coming. Yeah, so it was two weeks where I fought in Peterborough fighting crime. It was really interesting. But Fred, as you said, what I found out, and it was a current, it was a sort of running theme throughout the whole thing that I found, was that it, it, most, I would say 90 nine percent of cases is its nurture where these individuals have grown up and they have had a really bad upbringing whether that's being beaten or that's having a bad time at school being abused uh being experienced the wrong thing at the wrong time and either they go and self-medicate themselves where they go and turn to alcohol or drugs or whatever it is to try and self-medicate themselves or they just try they can't they can't get rid of it so they just go and go into this turmoil so start fighting and they get in trouble mm. and they then get stuck in this washing machine system that's impossible to get out of and prison just doesn't well, it's very help difficult it. at least yeah, yeah but, it, but, it really but something you like you, that you're doing at the prison is a, is a brilliant way of actually giving people another path you know, which is which. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, there are eighty prison in the UK. I mean, I I, I do work in category uh, uh, D, C, and D prison, which are which are the least secure prison. So, uh, and after you've got B and C, which mm. are for very serious offenders. So mine is in is in C and D. Um, and, and, and the last time we did a pop-up there, I go, I take some of my friends who are chefs, and uh, the best feedback is one guy said, you know, I did not feel I was in prison today. And I did not feel they were in prison. And at the end That's of the so evening, nice. there was uh, some other group there. They, they were doing rapping and uh, playing the guitar. I mean, the, the rapping they did was amazing. That was, right. uh, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was such a good Christmas evening. Christmas so... <laughs> what, what were they rapping? That just rapping was just amazing. There was so much tinsel on it, and it was <laughs> really nice ribbons. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fred, we have to hold on there for one second because Francis, you have to read us your diary. Ah, okay. Which we're very excited about. Right, I. Yeah. I'd also love, Fred, can we just say a big thank you for letting us in your restaurant today? Because sure. this is, as I said before, it's the first time we've done anything in a restaurant ever, but people are still eating around us and things like that. So actually, I tell you what, they've had a lovely time because they've been entertained. Yes, by, our, well. by me, I know. Thank you very much. I know you gestured towards me just then. I know I'm very entertaining. Uh, right, Francis, let's have your diary. All right. Old Jeremiah Birch, the chimney sweep, finally came today after we rescheduled four times. I tried to reschedule again today, but he apparently didn't get my text message telling him no one would be home. He gave me and Katie quite a fright when he turned up before sweeping the chimney, as he does, in about ten minutes. 
He then explained that it didn't really need cleaning at all and then charged just a mere £100 for the service. That's some good, good quality service there. <clears throat> I noticed his diary was packed and apparently he, takes, he has to take bookings a year in advance because he's so busy. Apparently sweeping other, peop- other, other perhaps perfectly clean chimneys. Later that day when old Jeremiah Birch got my original message, he called me back, asked who I was, and when I, when I would like to reschedule. Uh, when he comes next year, it is my intention to show him the dirtiest chimney he has ever seen. And are you going to do that? How would you dirty a chimney? Is this, like a, is this like do a you, metaphor as do well? you actually uh, start fires in your chimney or you yeah. just how often but do you I, do that? But I, I thought I burnt loads of fires this year, but apparently it didn't even need cleaning. And I, but you have to book him so far in advance because <laughs> no one's then, a chimney then, sweep. No, no. But then, then you have to book him. So, but no, he's pa- he's he is laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> is he really? Because he's he's he booked up every day. He's booked up like like a year in advance. How does he get up the chimney? No, he uses these poles to put. put oh, that's not fun. He's not going in the middle of it. No, it's too small. He's not that small. Oh, yeah. it's tiny small. It's tiny small. It's not a massive like, you know. It's like a small fireplace. But hey. He, but he. Um, Swept it and then, yeah. Then went on his way. But yeah, so then he does like he does like ten of those a day. So probably it's like a thousand pounds a day sweeping <laughs> chimneys, and, and does that every day, day for a year. Well, would you like to sweep chimneys and get hey, a thousand for a hundred pounds for ten minutes work? It's not bad. Yeah, it? I would do it for sure. Hey, Fred, we're not going to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We honestly couldn't appreciate it more. We know your time is precious. Oh, um, I've got one more question for you. S- secret question. Okay. Not a secret question. Uh, question of the week. It's a secret okay. question. It's a se- it won't. It won't be in a minute. It is right now. Go on then. <clears throat> what is the largest hotel in America? Um, I think I could guess this. It must be in, in Vegas. Las Vegas. That's yeah. what I was going to say. And uh, how many rooms does it have? I would say the the um, the, the Mirage. Mirage? Possibly. Southern something rooms? I don't know. I would say it had two thousand. No, more than a southern More than that. It's got to have... Maybe five southern rooms. Yeah, I would say... I would say, yeah. And but which one is it? I reckon... I reckon... I reckon 6,300 rooms and it's the Mirage. Oh, I'd say five southern. Five thousand. The Mirage. It's actually the MGM Grand. There we go. And it's got 5,936 So you rooms. win. <laughs> I win. Well, well yeah. Fred, well. thank you. And I've got another question. Can okay, here we go. being the head housekeeper, <laughs> yeah. being responsible yeah. for all those rooms. Imagine. They must have more than one maitre d' there. Yes. No, I was talking about the head housekeeper to clean the rooms. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, they must have more than one, like... Um, Cleaner. More than one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> they must have more than one guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's but, your next question? Okay, the next one is, what is the tallest hotel in America? Uh, it would be the tallest hotel in America. Would be. I do not know. It's in Chicago. It's a hint. But I've never been. The Sears. No. The, the Four Seasons. No, it's it's uh, it's. <laughs> we're not going to know. So we're going to go. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> that's well, going to happen. No, it's the Trump International Hotel in is it? in Chicago. It's ninety. Four floors, 96 oh, floors. He had to build a big one, didn't yeah, he? Hey, Fred, exactly. this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred, this is kind of the content. Fred, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. We couldn't appreciate it more. Uh, buddy, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. I feel like he's been inspirational throughout the podcast. You have, the, which I the love. Podcast, so. But you have to leave them with something more inspirational, whatever that is. You've got to top it. 
What am I going to do? What am I going to yeah. say? You got yeah. it within you. Do, do a poem. You love your poems. Don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be all right. And it's, today is Bob Marley's but birthday. Don't worry. He'll be 74 today. It's also the anniversary of, the, of Queen Elizabeth II's ascension to the throne. There we go. And on that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you bye. 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 Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>